Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. All right, holy hunger. We're going to be talking, we've been in a collection of talks talking about prayer and fasting. I talk a little bit more deeply about the subject of fasting. You know, I, and just, I, I can't go over all of that now because I want to speak more on a different subject when it comes uh, to the, in this series. But go on YouTube and watch the first two messages about prayer and fasting. We talked about when it comes to fasting that uh, often in the world you hear that people fast um, or don't eat food, like it's a hunger strike. We say that's not what we're doing because that's not our aim because that is about the political. Hunger strikes are about the political. We say that we're not fasting to just lose weight because that's about the physical. But the biblical uh, terminology for fasting is about the spiritual. And that's what we're, our aim is for today and over this series. That we want to go after the heart of Jesus Christ. Someone say amen, all right? So I have a question for you. Or actually, we're going to be talking about prayer. Say prayer. Prayer. All right. Say it like me. Say prayer. How many believe in the power of prayer? Uh, right? I, I mean, I don't have all the time in the world in 30 minutes to talk about the subject of prayer. But I'm going to touch upon it and study it later during the week. We're going to be talking about prayer and, the, and its power and its significance to the Christian and to the believer. And what the Bible has to say about prayer. And how, let me ask you a question. If you could speak to anyone in the world, who would you speak to? Let me say that again. If you could speak to anyone in the world online, who would you speak to? Maybe for some of us, we would speak to the President of the United States. Maybe we would speak to some uh, head of, of, of a state and learn the secrets about nations no one knows about. Maybe we would speak with our favorite athlete, Le- LeBron James or Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is kind of old in the 90s, but he's still great, all right? Or, or I would, Michael Jordan, come on someone, all right? Or Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, I mean, that was my thing in the 90s. You want to be like Mike, come on. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody better than Michael Jordan. I'm going to tell you right now, the debate's over, young people. Michael Jordan, all right? I believe I can fly, all right? Remember that song? Anyway, that's R. Kelly. We got dropped that real fast, all right? <laughs> hey, but in the 90s, I, hey, we sang that in church. We did. I believe I can fly. Woo. I believe, you know, you got to get that woo in there. I believe I can touch. The, we sang that in church. Redeem that man in the name of Jesus, all right? Maybe we would speak. Who would we speak to? Maybe we would speak to an actor and ask how they are so good at their craft. And become the character in the How do you do that, actor? How do you do that? Uh, 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 how did you play? When, if I could speak to an actor, I would speak to Russell Crowe. Man, the gladiator? Man, that's the gladiator, man. Wow, all right. Wow. I, I can't even think of any other new movie. Or, or maybe uh, Top Gun. I think the li- latest Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Man, how are you doing that? How did you? The last one is pretty good, all right. Actually, it's better than the first one. I'll, I'll just say that, all right. Maybe you would t- speak to an actor. Who would you speak to? If you could speak to anyone in the world, maybe for some of us, we'd speak to a family member that passed away, maybe a, a mother or a father or a grandfather. Man, just to have one more awesome opportunity to, to, to just conversate. I know I would love to talk to my father. And I know one day I'll get to do that again in heaven and at that time for all eternity. All right, but maybe you would like to speak maybe to the richest person in the world. 
Maybe Jeff Bezos. Come on, you out there? Maybe you would like to speak to the most religious person in the world, the Pope. Imagine going through the Vatican where no one else goes and all the secrets and all the amazing knowledge and, and all the amazing things in the history, the rich history that's at the Vatican. And by the way, let me just drop something on y'all. The church didn't start in Rome, it started in Jerusalem, all right? In Jesus' name. <laughs> all right. Uh, how about... Maybe speaking to Jennifer Lopez, all right? The most fittest 50-year-old woman out there, all right? I mean, she probably doesn't eat donuts or anything like that. That's, she'd probably tell you that, all right? But who would you speak to? Who would you like to speak to? I, I, have, I have a newsflash for you today, and it's so profound. Do you know that the God of this universe desires to speak with you. Come on, y'all. He desires to converse with you. That's right. God Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who created all the celestial beings in the heavens, the stars, the moon, the galaxies, all right, the one who's created the angels. Come on. The one who's made every ant and every butterfly. He desires to talk to you. And let me just tell you right now, Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez, all right, the Pope, I don't know, maybe they probably don't desire to talk with you, to be honest with you. I don't know if you ever met a celebrity before. They're kind of just, one time, I actually saw, I, there's quite a few celebrities here in Pasadena. We saw, I forgot, Jessica Alba. We saw her, man, she didn't want to talk to us at all. She, we, we have mutual friends, actually. And she, we met, caught up with a friend. And Jessica Alba just said, I'm out. <laughs> she didn't want to talk to us, all right? But watch this. Nothing against Jessica Alba, God bless her, all right? But watch this. The God of the universe desires to spend time with you. He desires to converse with you. You say, why? If all these celebrities and all these crazy, amazing, famous people, they don't want to talk, why would God want to talk to me? Because you're his child. And you're his children. I became a dad. I might cry sometimes. We're talking about my kids. Come on, y'all. I became a dad three years ago. Man, my life has changed. Sometimes it's a little crazy because toddlers can be crazy. You know what I'm saying, all right? Um, but being a parent will transform your life. And now I know God in a deeper way because when my daughter asks for me or she comes to talk to me, or she, I, I, she's always on my mind. Come on, you're a parent. Your kid is always on your You're a child of the living God. The Bible says that God thinks about you more than the sand on the seashore. That's right. God has thoughts about you that are good. He has plans for you that are good. God wants to bless you and God wants to speak to you. Come on, someone say amen. Isn't that good, isn't that good news? news. Maybe, maybe, uh, so I, I want to ask you in this sermon, when's the last time you talked to him? When's the last time you conversed with him? Maybe some of you are so upset with him. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're intimidated by God. And of course, that's when you talk about God, yeah, it's God Almighty. And, you know, you're, there's a little bit of fear in, in, in maybe approaching him. But, but when's the last time you talk with him? God wants to talk to you. Let me tell you something, God, if you haven't talked to God online or in person, if you haven't talked to God recently, watch this, God misses you. He cares about you. So we're going to get into that today, all right. God wants to speak to you. Now, in college, when I studied the Bible and theology, which I love so much, we, here's the reality about theology. Do you know that God's going to know everything you say before you say it? Do you realize that God knows everything about you before you even do it? Do you know that God knows everything about everyone sitting in this place? So why even talk to God if he knows that? 
Why even engage with a person? Because he loves you so much. He wants to build you. He wants to free you. He wants to deliver you. And he wants to heal you. And he wants you to live a life of purpose and significance. And that's going to happen as we talk to God. Someone say amen. All right. I love what the scripture says again in Psalm 27. It says, my heart said, has heard you say, come talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord. I'm coming. See, watch this. Even now as I speak and after this sermon and during the week, the, what the Bible says in Psalms 27a in a different translation, God is going to say prod. God, say prod. God is going to prod your heart. And you know the word for prod means dig. It means dig at. It means to, it means to poke at. God is going to, the Holy Spirit specifically, even now as I speak, he's going to prod your heart to say, son, daughter, come sit down with me. And let's have a conversation. Isn't that good? Somebody say amen. So over the series, or over today, I want to talk about the significance of prayer. All right. And watch this. As we've been fasting and praying, fasting is great. But fasting coupled with prayer is where power comes to play. Come on, someone, you out there. All right. It's fa- not just fasting. All right. Because if you're only fasting, that's only dieting. Right. So it's fasting with prayer. And when we couple it together, power is unleashed. And we talk about abstaining from food, abstaining from certain things, we're also adhering to certain things. We're fasting so we can feast. And one of the ways we feast on God during this time is prayer. Say prayer. That's how we, that's how we draw close to God. So I want to give you some scriptures about prayer in, con- in the context of fasting and prayer. All right. Here's one of my scriptures that I have for you. And this is what God wants to share with some of you today. Watch this. In James chapter 4 verse 7 it says this. Move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. Someone say amen, all right. Just this week, talking about prayer, it moved my heart it's so, so much. We put, I put Hope to bed a few nights ago, and Hope is my daughter, Esperanza Alejandra, all right. And uh, I put her to bed, and um, sometimes my daughter will do anything to, to not go to sleep. She'll just say out of nowhere, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You know, you know a toddler, you know they're working there, right? I'm hungry, I'm hungry, right? And I, and I just, no, honey, you're going to bed. And I walked down out. And about a few minutes later, I kind of heard a little bit of crying and I heard talking. I heard a full-on conversation. And I thought nothing much of it. I thought she was actually talking to her mom. And so about 10 minutes passed, I, I, and then, you know, I'm like, she's still talking. I'm talking sentences, y'all. I'm talking about pauses and breaks and a conversation. So I went into the room, and, you know, to my amazement, no one was in the room. My wife was gone. And I said, honey, are you okay? And she says, yes, daddy. And I said, who? She was a little scared. And she, I said, well, who are you talking to? I said this, who, who are you talking to? And she said, I'm talking to Jesus. And I moved my little heart. My little heart, my heart moved. That she, her little heart was praying. To, she was talking to. She, I didn't. T- I mean, we tried to raise her in the way she should go, right? But she, all, all on her own, said, "I'm talking to Jesus." I said, "Why? Why?" I said, "Are you afraid?" She says, "Yes, Daddy. I was afraid." So I started talking to Jesus, and I said, "Money. That's a. Mi- if my three-year-old can talk to Jesus, y'all can talk to Jesus." Somebody say, "Amen." All right. Isn't that amazing? She's already uttering, I wish I could have recorded it, all right. <laughs> Amazing, all right. But let's go to the scripture today and, 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 and talk and engage about the topic of prayer. Look what Daniel chapter 10 verse 12 says about the, in the context of prayer and fasting. Look at it, it says this. Then he said, Daniel sees a great vision. He's troubled by the vision, but he goes to prayer. He's, uh, he says, uh, an angel actually comes to him and he says, don't be afraid, Daniel. 
Since the first day you began to pray, all right, for understanding and, and to humble yourself before your God, watch this, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come, this is an angel talking to him, I have come in an, an answer to, I have come as a, an answer to your prayer. So here's my first point today. Watch this. When you pray, God responds. All right? When you pray, say it with me, God responds to prayer. He does. God, in fact, before Daniel even finished his prayer, and while he was praying, before he un, unfolded his hands, God was already working on his behalf. God already dispatched angels uh, uh, on his behalf uh, 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 as a response to his prayer. This ought to just wake you up in the spiritual. This ought to excite you. You ought to believe this. Watch this. Oftentimes when we're praying, we look up, we unfold our hands, we go, you know what? I'm not sure God is working. I'm not sure God is doing anything. God, where are you in this situation? But look at this model of what's happening in this passage of Scripture. In this passage of Scripture, things are working out in the background. Angels are talking to him. Things are moving. We even talk, hear about the angel Michael fighting off a demon of the, key, of the prince of Persia, so to speak. God is moving in the background. I want to encourage someone today. It's not that God is not answering your prayer or that he's not up to anything. God is doing things in the background of your prayer. Someone say amen. God is lining things up. God is speaking to your, to your boss. I need a pay raise. God is already influencing him. God is lining things up in the background of your prayer. And I, I want to say this. We have to have more faith in prayer and in Jesus Christ than we do in Amazon and UPS. I'm serious. I know you, my wife, I mean, my, I'm telling my, my wife, she orders all the time on Amazon. I'm like, man. That's crazy. She's like, just everything and anything, all right? But everyone does it, all right? I'm old-fashioned. I like to go to the store and talk to people. Um, and it's easier for her. It's easier for moms and parents because, you know. But we have to have more faith in our, in our prayer and in Christ than, than Amazon. Because watch this. You know what you do. This is my iPad. You, you, we, we, we put the thing in. We order it. So I want that one. We pay for it. And without any fear, without any question, without any question, we go, that thing's going to come on time or it's going to come about this time. I don't care who packages it. I don't care who sends it. I don't even know where it's coming from. But I know that it's going to come. How, what if we believe that about prayer? Come on, someone. What if we believe that about prayer? I dare you to believe that. I dare you. The next time you're on Amazon, oh, I better have more faith in my God than this Amazon. We got to have more faith in our prayer and in Jesus than UPS and FedEx. All right. In fact, my father-in-law delivered UPS packages for 40 years. He was reliable. He's an angel. All right. But we have to have more faith in, in Christ that we have. You know, here's, here, let me give you an example. All right. I know we're fasting food. But one of my favorite foods is from Disneyland. It's called the Monte, Monte, Cristo, Monte Cristo Sandwich from Cafe Orleans. I'm talking about this is, this is a double-layered uh, double Swiss cheese. With double layer ham, double layer turkey, with powdered sugar, all right, it's deep fried, all right, dipped in egg batter. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's amazing. That much more I might go the day after, <laughs> all right. But you know, when they come to me and say, hey, Miss, Miss um, or Michael, or you know, they order, they take our order, I'm ordering, I am not tripping. That thing is gonna come. 
all right? I might be hungry. I may eat some bread in the meantime, like a lot of bread and butter, all right? But I know, I don't care who makes it. I don't know where the dude is from. I don't care where the dude is from, all right? I don't know the name of my waiter sometimes, but I know that when I order it, it's on its way. Somebody say amen. I know that when I talk to Jesus, I know because I'm a child of God, I know that he knows what's on my mind, in my heart, even before I ask it. And when I send it on up to heaven, I know that God is going to provide it in Jesus' name. I don't have to know how. I may not know. have to know when. I might not understand everything in the background, but God, it's on its way in the name of Jesus. Come on, you're out there today. Believe that. <laughs> y'all exercising faith and you don't even know it when you're ordering food. You're exercising faith when you, use, when you use Amazon. And right now God is saying, have more faith in me because I'm better than Amazon. I'm better than Monte Cristo sandwich and I'm going to deliver on time. Some of us are upset with God. And angry at God because you asked him for something and he didn't come through the way you, you hoped. And then we just stopped praying and we got hurt about it. God, I don't, I'm not going to do this anymore. But watch this. God is not out to get you. He's not out to hurt you. And I'm so sorry that things didn't work out the way that you hoped. Listen, I prayed for my dad for years I can tell you stories about my father, and I do many times on this pulpit. I prayed for my father to live. My dad had stage four cancer. He was a fighter. My dad was a gang member. My dad had fight and grit in him, and cancer was not going to kick his butt. He, and he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. All right, and he, and he gave his heart to Jesus, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And it didn't turn out the way I hoped, but I have faith. That God knows what's best. And even though he took him, all right, or he went to heaven, I know that one day he's not part of my past. He's part of my future because he's in Christ Jesus. And I'll see him forever. You're upset that God didn't show up. The, and watch this. I know that the devil has tried to bother me with that before. Well, look, he died at 40 years old. Look at, look at your God. But I say, look at devil. God ransomed my dad. From the streets of Mission Boulevard in Pomona and hotels with overdoses. Look at devil. You try to take my dad and my dad could have died at any moment. In fact, I, I, I've resuscitated my dad when he's overdosed. But look at my God. My God spared him. My God kept him alive. And he received the author of life, Jesus Christ. And now he's not with you, devil. He's with God Almighty. Somebody say amen. So you have to, you, you have to understand that things may not, because watch this, things may not happen the way you hope, or so to speak. Sometimes things may, 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 may not go as you hope or plan. But this means that God is not a genie in a bottle. He's God Almighty, and he knows what's best for you. He knows what's best for me. He knows what's best for the church, and he doesn't want what's best only. He will exceed your good and deliver or greater than your expectations. Sometimes, a lot of times, someone say amen. Another short story for you. Uh, I remember when my, my wife and I had, were, were wanting to become parents. And for some reason, we didn't understand this. It was a lot of stress during this time. We started our church and a lot of work, and we were praying to be parents. And for some reason, we, for one reason or another, we just had a hard time. We, we, we you know, we, 
we're trying to have a baby and nothing happened. And for years this happened. You know, what's going on? Is something wrong with me? You know, am I sick? We go, I'd go to the doctor and he said, you know what, you're probably stressed. And I say, yeah, I'm, I am stressed. And he said, no, just relax, you know. And I told him, you know, I actually had an injury. I played baseball for many years. I had an injury. Uh, uh, I had actually um, uh, a hernia and I didn't know it was there. And uh, um, so for years we prayed and prayed and prayed. You know, we want to be parents. And there would be times in fear and late at nights where I'd be, you know what, maybe, maybe God, are, are you not going to come through? Are you not going to deliver? We have those moments. And, uh, uh, and sometimes fear, maybe you're never going to be parents or things like that. But I would always hunker down in faith and pray, Lord, I know you know what's best for my life. And I trust you. I'll never forget, I had surgery one day. The doctor said, you need to have surgery. And I said, okay, that's fine. And uh, it was a very small in and out procedure. And I was kidding with, with the doctor, all right, because he was down there in that area, all right, all right, uh, I, of my hernia, all right. And uh, I, I know I'm being open, right? Anyway. <laughs> he, <laughs> um, and uh, I was kidding with him, you know. I said, be careful, man, all right. Be careful. I'm trying to have a baby. And I, I said under my breath, we're actually having a hard time. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, you know what? This might help you have a baby. And I said, really? And he's like, yeah. So, he, you know, surgery is funny because he's count to three. One, you're out. You know? <laughs> All right, you're out. And you're like, whoa. You know, that was crazy. I kid you not. Six months later, my wife was pregnant. God delivers. God comes through. And I named my little girl Hope because there's always hope in God. With God, God will never disappoint you when all of your hope is in him. Somebody say amen. All right. God is working on the background. Right now you're praying for your father. Right now you're praying for your healing. Right now you're praying for deliverance over a person, your son, your daughter, your grandkids. You're praying for your career. You're praying for direction. Well, watch this. You have to believe that God is working in the background. You have to believe that things are moving, that things are shifting, that God is lining up things, that God is preparing things. God is preparing your dream home. God is preparing for your future family. God is moving on your behalf. So you be at that restaurant, God, I know it's on its way in Jesus' name. Someone say amen. Here's another scripture of prayer and fasting. So watch this. God responds to prayer. God responds, all right. Here's another one. Second Chronicles verse 20, chapter 12. It says this, our God, Jehoshaphat, watch this. Uh, it says, our God, will you not judge? Well, let me set this up a little bit. God fights our battles through prayer. God fights our battles through prayer. There was one instance where three kingdoms, all right, the Ammonites, the Munites, and the, I'm forgetting the other ites out there. <laughs> they came, one day the king of Judah realizes, he gets a report that three kingdoms are coming against him to take out Judah, all right. They're fearful. There's no way they can, to, they, they can fight this battle and win three kingdoms, all right. They're outmatched. They're outsoldiered, all right. And they're surrounded on every side. Do you, has it, have you ever had problems in your life? Like no matter where you turn, there's just issues everywhere around you. You lost your job. Your dog died. Your girlfriend left or your wife left. I mean, no matter where you're at and you're just depressed and you're at your wit's end and you're like, God, I need an ounce of hope. Has anyone felt that way before? Judah was completely surrounded 
founded on every side of God. We don't, look, look what he says. And I want you to say this in your spirit. Look what the king of Judah says. Watch this, verse 12. Our God, will you not judge them? And one little more note. The reason that it's powerful, this story, is because when Israel came out of Egypt, right, from the land of slavery, they were journeying through the wilderness. And they came through some countries through the wilderness. And they had to pass through uh, uh, the Ammonites, they had to pass through other countries, and God's, they, God, they were like, hey, maybe should we, we should invade them and attack these kingdoms, all right, take their stuff. But God said, don't invade those countries. Don't take their stuff. Pass by them, be at peace. No same countries that they didn't attack, years and generations later, now watch what happens. Those kingdoms are now coming to Judah to attack them. And this is where the scripture takes, up, or, uh, uh, takes precedence. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army. God, I don't have the capacity to deal with my lost job. God, I don't have the capacity to deal with everything around me. I have no strength in me. And I feel like I can't even sleep at night. Watch this. We have no power to face this vast army attacking us. We do not know what to do. You ever feel like that in life? I don't know what to do. The doctor said this. This happened. I don't know what to do, but watch this next statement. We don't know what to do, but watch this. Our eyes are on you. Come on, someone. I don't know what to, I don't know how to figure it out. I don't know how to deal with that problem. I don't know how to deal with everything that's coming up against me. There's only one thing I can do and I know how to do. God, my eyes are on you. God, my attention is on you. My focus is on you. I'm not going to put my attention on the problem. I'm not going to put the attention on the jerk who left me. I'm not going to put the attention on the job that I lost. I, my eyes are on you. Oh, you got to turn your eyes to Jesus. Just turn your eyes to Jesus and he'll make things work out. Come on, someone, you out there. You got your attention on the wrong thing. Come on, someone. You're so, you're, you're so broken and bitter at the people that hurt you. Oh, oh come on. Some, I, preached a, I preached a series on bitterness. You got to watch it. All right. Take your eyes off that person. Don't give that person free real estate in your mind. Get your, free, get, put, get your eyes on God. He deserves that attention. Come on, y'all. All right. Let him go. All right. Move on. Say move on. But watch this, three armies are coming against them. And that's hard. It's because it's like wherever I look, there's problems. But you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. I'll never forget when March of 2020 happened. Pandemonium happened in the world. Chaos. 2020, the the pandemic. Our our building was shut down at our last location. Do you guys remember? I have pictures of this. Going through Target and going through Trader Joe's, Pasadena. All the meat gone. All the diapers gone, all the baby wipes gone, everything was gone, pandemonium. The news was just beating you up, throwing, punching you in the stomach every night, like, oh, the world's going crazy. I just picked up my Bible, and I put my eyes on Jesus, and I, I was telling Jesus, I don't know what to do. What are we going to do? We don't have a building anymore. I remember we got things together, people together. God lined up favor for us. God opened up another church, another pastor said, come right over here. Bring your stuff. We want you to film here so that your church doesn't close. Give people hope in the name of Jesus. And the very first sermon I preached was this sermon. God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. God, we don't know what to do in this pandemic. We don't know what to do if the grocery stores are this way, but our eyes are on you. And I can tell you that was our first sermon online. And that reached so many people. 
people and touch so many hearts. I want to challenge you, friend, today in your prayers. Put your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Fix your eyes on Jesus, not on the problems. What we learn through this passage of scripture, guess what happened to those armies? God delivered. So they went and they fasted and they prayed. And all of a sudden, a prophet spoke up. And the prophet said, watch this. God is going to deliver you, Judah. God is going to deliver you, people. That's what, that's what the prophet said. And, and, and what they did is they sang and they praised God in this issue. Ooh, come on, somebody. They, they said, Hosanna, Hosanna. While, while, the, while the dude left you, you ought to praise during your problems. Come on, somebody. You ought to worship God, the king of heaven, and know that he's going to come through for you in your life, especially in the storms of life. When you're surrounded on every side, that's when you go to your knees. That's when you lift up your hands and put your eyes on God and worship him and praise him like you know he's going to come through. Somebody say amen. Anybody out there today? Anyone? breathing he'll come through say he'll come through he'll he'll always comes through watch this last I checked God's the most faithful person in the universe oh God 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 God's gonna come through thank God he's faithful imagine the one moment he's not faithful the earth is gone all right God is faithful faithful God put your eyes on Jesus in your prayers I have to wrap up soon but watch this It says this in Luke chapter 5, verse 16. But Jesus often withdrew uh, to lonely places and prayed. Jesus Christ was a person of prayer. He always talked to his father. Always talked to his father. For some of us, what we need to do during the week and during each day, honestly, if you can't do it each day, I would, I'd hope you would. But just get alone with God. Get alone with him. I know there's moms in this place, my own wife. She's never alone. She got toddlers all up on her, one on her leg, one on her. How am I going to get alone all over me, all right? A lot of moms feel that way. You know what she does, and I commend her for it. She'll get up before the kids. And when she puts the kids to bed, she'll spend time with God at night or in the morning before they wake up. You know how what what love is spelled is T-I-M-E, time. That's how love is spelled. Spend time with God. Right now, you're having a hard time hearing from God in prayer because there's so much noise in your life. Maybe the drama, maybe the pain, maybe the cell phone. Put the cell phone, put it in a drawer. Come on, someone, you out there, put that, that's a little demon in the name of Jesus. Put that thing away. You don't need to know what's going on in Ethiopia and Africa and all these headlines. Read the headlines of heaven. Come on, someone, all right. Be alone with God in prayer. And watch this. God loves private prayer. He loves to be with you in secret. Because when you're with people, that's what, that's what the accusation he had against the people in the Bible. They love to pray in public and they love to pray religious prayers and be seen. And God is like, you know what, you got your, you got your reward because you got it from man. But be with me in private and you'll get your reward from me. Someone out there today? You know what I do often is I go to this park to pray. Because there's so much noise in my life at times. There's so, there's so many things going on some, at times with church and life and, and being a dad and being a pastor, lead pastor. There's so much going on. I often go to this park and I love it. I'm not telling you where it's at. I go to this, if I see you, I'm like, man, that's my, that's my spot. No, I'm just kidding, all right. I often go to this park to pray. It's beautiful. And I noticed something. I noticed the Holy Spirit was saying something to me. It's green. It, it's, in, it's like a wilderness uh, beautiful park and the more I when as soon as I get off the freeway and I go into the rolling hills I start hearing less of the world 
I, God, my, God, the Holy Spirit said, Michael, do you re- look, look, you don't hear the freeway no more. You don't hear the honking anymore. You don't hear cars anymore. And as the more I go into this park, the more of the natural world I hear, birds. I hear the wind brushing against the trees. I hear the leaves moving. I hear God so much better when I, the deeper I go into this park. The reason that you're having a hard time hearing from God is because of all the distraction in your life. My friend, put it away for a moment and just be alone with God. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to just be with God. And watch this. You know when you're alone, you get recentered with God. You realize who you are and who you're not when you're alone, when you're with God. God will tell you who you are. God will reveal his plans to you in private times of prayer. All right. And my last point is this. Prayer is a dialogue and not a monologue. Let me say that again. Prayer is a dialogue and not a monologue. It says this in Isaiah 55.3. Incline your ear to me. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that your soul may live. All right. Prayer is not just talking. It's also listening. Prayer is giving God the opportunity to speak to. How many of you have some friends that all they do is. And they're like, dude, can I get one word in? That would be nice in this friendship. If I was married, to, or I'm married to my wife, and in this relationship, all I did was do all the talking, there ain't be no relationship. It would be a monologue, all right? But in relationship, there's dialogue. It's give and it's take. It's talk and listen. It's talk and listen. We need to do the same with God. Watch this. Take some, when you're praying, have a conversation. Tell him what you need. Praise him for who he is. But then slow down and just listen. Just listen. The other day, he said, Pastor Michael, what am I going to listen to? God will speak to you. He will speak to you, somebody. The other day I was speaking to someone and my car was parked out in the distance around the corner. And I heard, I, I heard my car alarm go off. It, it was, it's really loud, but because it was far, I heard the faintest beep. It was small. And the person that I was talking to I said, I'm so sorry, uh, would you excuse me? My car alarm's going off. And he goes, that's crazy because I don't hear anything. And I said, you know, I just have this knowledge I know my car, I know how it sounds, I know its frequency, I know when it goes off, and it's going off. And he's like, dude, I don't hear anything. I said, yeah, I promise you it is. <laughs> and I went out, sure enough, the thing was beep, beep. Watch this. You, God, you'll know when God speaks to you. You will know it. Because you're going to speak right to your heart. And the Bible says this, that my sheep know my voice. Your, your heart is going to resonate with his voice. Your heart is going to leap for joy. And watch this. God is not, when he speaks to you, he's not condemning you. He will convict you. But he will edify you and build you. God doesn't tear you down or tear you up. That's you or that's Satan. Come on, someone. That's, what, that's, what, that's how he speaks. But God edifies you and he builds you up. You out there? So when you hear a thought in prayer, like you're nobody, you're worthless, that ain't from God. That's not the God of heaven. That's the God of down below. You know what I'm saying? Or that's your brokenness. But God wants to edify you and build you. Let me share this really quick story with you, and then we'll end. And Ben, you can come on up. I will never forget when my daughter was born here at Kaiser Baldwin Park. Uh, The first week she was born, actually the first three days, the doctor said, come back. We want to make sure that she's latching on to mom. And we want to make sure, you know, it's your first time, Mama. We want to make sure that she's eaten from you and every, you know, all that's good. So we went to this appointment three days after she was born. 
and uh, uh, we went into this room, and to our surprise, there was a lot of moms and a lot of dads. They asked the moms to come on one side. There was a partition, a big old partition. On one side, there was the moms, and the other side was the dads. And they said, moms, we want you to get together. We're going to teach you, and, you know, as far as breastfeeding goes and all those kinds of things. And dads, you just wait on the other side. When they're done, they'll come and get you. So here the dads were on one side of the partition. The other side were all the mamas learning to breastfeed and making sure that was all good. And I remember just looking around the room. There was a bunch of dads with car seats. And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit just gave me an epiphany. I will never forget that babies started to cry. Just, just you know, in this process of, and we couldn't see because there was a partition. And I remember, oh man, I remember that one dad would go, that's my kid. And another baby would cry and another dad would go, we don't know each other. <laughs> we look up and go, that's my kid. I'll never forget. I heard my daughter cry. That's, that's my kid. I only known her for three days. That's my kid. I know how my kid sounds. It moves me as a father when she says daddy or now she said dad. But when she cries, it moves, it reverberates through my heart. Let me tell you, dear friend. That when you sound off and you pray to the God of heaven, he's your father and it touches him and it moves him with a moment that you pray. When you, you think that God isn't listening, he knows how you sound. He cares about you and he, you will know how he sounds by the love that he, and kindness and compassion of how he speaks to you. Prayer is not just talking. Prayer is listening. Soren Kierkegaard, a famous Danish theologian said, a man prayed. And at first he thought that prayer was just talking, but the, then became more and more quiet uh, until in the end he realized that prayer is not just talking only, it's also listening, all right? If we do all the talking when we pray, how will we ever hear God's answers? Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com slash give.